Welcome to another edition of Public Speaking and Presenting Made Easy, the online show and podcast. It is full of tools, tips, techniques and advice in bite-sized chunks that will help you to stand up and speak with confidence every single time. Now, I've spent two years asking hundreds of people what they found difficult about public speaking and presenting, and this podcast is all about what they told me, and I will show you how to overcome all of those difficulties. So if you have a fear or anxiety over public speaking, or if you struggle to structure and write your talk, if you want to influence your audience to take action or decide to buy, then this podcast is for you, my friend. Always friendly, always to the point, with no waffle or padding, this is public speaking and presenting made easy. This week, it's change your perspective and take control. Now, I'm not actually supposed to be here this week. I should be in Chicago at the Global Leadership Summit, hashtag GLS20. But my plans have changed. Have your plans changed in the last few months? I'm sure they have. Now, we wanted things to go a certain way in 2020, didn't we? There were things we wanted to do. There were things we wanted to achieve. Oh, the places we would go and the things that we would see. But instead we've been living through a very different season as we enter, what, month five, is it, of COVID here in the UK? So even though no one could travel to South Barrington in Chicago for the GLS, I, like thousands of others, have joined them for a virtual summit. We've been watching the video on live stream. And what was interesting is that one of the speakers there really forced me to change my perspective. Now, I'd only seen this man talk uh, in sound bites, you know, chosen by media people with their own agenda who wanted to make him look a certain way. But the man who spoke for well, probably 30 minutes, he was sharp, he was witty, he was insightful, he was a man of deep faith, yeah, a man who started every day of his presidency reading the Bible. You know, I found out that I had to change my perspective of George W. Bush Jr., he wasn't the person I thought he would be. So this week I want to talk about changing your perspective and how changing your perspective will give you the power to take control of your situation, take control of your career, take control of your business and take control of your future. Let me give you another example. Now, if, if, this, if this story was on BuzzFeed, the clickbait headline would be something like, I watched in astonishment as the smoke rose from my fingers and then the pain hit. Well, up until the incident of the burning finger, it had been a very uneventful dog walk. But as I was returning home, I was within sight of my house. I had to cross a narrow bridge over the River Avon. Now, my dogs were on their leads, uh, partly because one of them is actually scared of other dogs, right? So I was walking Jazz the Cockapoo and Grace the Spaniel. And as, as we crossed this narrow bridge, there were two other dogs coming towards us. And these other dogs, they were not on leads. In fact, they were not even with the human. And they started barking, which set my two dogs off barking as well. Jazz, because he was being scared. And he was trying to warn those other dogs away. He didn't want them to come near him. And Grace joined in. Well, why miss out on the chance to have a good bark? So, so as these other two dogs started to come towards me, now Grace and Jazz were getting more excitable and they were pulling on their leads and they're trying to get to these other dogs and barking and barking. And suddenly 
the brake on Grace's extender lead released and she darted forward. You know, it's one of those kind of uh, leads on a spool, you know, with a and it kind of extends out and comes back in again on a spring, a bit like a, a measuring tape. So I was desperate to stop these two dogs from meeting. So I reached out with my free hand. So I, did, I was holding these two dog leads in one hand. I reached out with my free hand to grab the cord of the lead as it was unwinding from the handset. And as I grabbed the cord and I held tightly to stop Grace's forward movement, the cord was speeding through my clenched fist. And I watched in astonishment as the smoke rose from my finger, friction burn from this speeding uh, dog lead cord. Uh, but then I managed to stop it. I gripped hard, managed to stop it. I recovered Grace. I got the dogs back under control just as the other dog owner wandered onto the bridge. Oh, don't worry, said the woman, oblivious to the smell of my charred flesh. They only want to play. Yeah, well, mine don't, I retorted. Well, the woman gathered up her dogs and she ambled away. And I made my dash for home. And as I reached the front door of my house, I looked down at this deep gash that had been burnt into my finger by the speeding cord. And then the pain really hit. So as I was bandaging my finger in the kitchen, I thought about how I could have handled that situation better. Maybe if I'd taken a lead in each hand, then I'd be able to re-engage the brake with the um, the thumb, because you know, the switch is on the top of the lead. Perhaps I could have backed off the bridge when I saw the other dogs approaching, and the situation wouldn't have escalated into this barking match. You know, the, In fact, there were, there were several things that I could have done that were completely within my control that would have avoided the case of the burning finger. Now, what's the point in having a wound if you don't show it to people? So I took great pleasure in telling this story to anyone who would listen over the next few days, and I showed off my wound with pride. Now, everyone I told the story to, everyone I told the story to, they criticised this other woman, saying she should have kept her dogs under control. Now, in the court of public opinion, in the case of the burning finger, it was all definitely her fault. It's very tempting to blame other people when something goes wrong, isn't it? She should not have let her dogs run free. She should train her dogs to return to her when she calls them, and so on, and so on, and so on. But when we take responsibility, you know, when I take responsibility for my own decisions and actions, yeah, when you take responsibility for your decisions and your actions, what happens? We put ourselves into a place of control. And when we're in control then we are better able to succeed. So let's just take my encounter on the bridge for an example. If I focus on what that other woman did wrong, okay, several things will happen. I will mentally list all the things that she did wrong. I might get you know, sort of cross and agitated with her. You know, it was my finger that got burned because of her. Then I'm just gonna become frustrated because actually there's nothing I can do now about this situation. It's in the past. There is nothing I can do about the way that this lady walks her dogs in the future. She might continue to let them run free. But if instead I focus on my behaviour, yeah, you know what, everything changes. You see, I cannot change what this other person does, but I can change what I do. Yeah, I can decide to hold my dog leads differently so I've got better control. I can learn from that situation. I can decide to walk off the bridge when I encounter free roaming dogs in the future. I, I can take action, meaning getting my fingers burnt is much less likely in a similar situation in the future.
Now you might be thinking, well that's not fair. Why should I have to change when it's the other person that was in the wrong? Well, I think you've got to ask yourself, what is it that you want? Do you want to stop getting your fingers burnt? <laughs> or do you want to be in the right? If I can make a simple change and come out on top next time, why would I not do that? If things go wrong all the time, in life, in business, when walking dogs, success comes to those people who choose to learn and adapt. Now, Stephen Covey, you know, the man who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he said, the way that we see the problem is the problem. Let me say that again. Yeah. The way that we see the problem is the problem. And when you change your perspective, when you change your perspective, then you can start to take control. And one of the most common challenges, one of the most common fears that people have in relation to public speaking and presenting is this, is the fear of judgment from the audience. You know, what will the people in the room think of them? You know, what if they disagree with me? What if they don't like me? I can tell by their faces they don't support what I'm saying. Now, well over half the people who attend my courses are female. In fact, my next masterclass in September, is it's already sold out, and it's 100% female attendance. And, and of all the reasons why people say they come on my speaking courses and workshops, you know, whether they're whether we're doing, working together in person or whether they're signed up to one of my uh, online courses, fear of the audience, fear of judgment by the audience is always you know, definitely in the top two every time. If I think about, back over my own career when I was working in corporate land, if I think about the times when I've struggled with like, imposter syndrome or when the, the trust relationship with my boss has broken down to the point that I, I just don't think it can be fixed, you know, and I'm just sure I'm just never going to advance if I stay in this team. Now, I, I don't know, clearly I don't know what it's like to be uh, a female in a male-dominated workplace or industry. But I can talk about the problems that I have faced and how I have felt and, and how I dealt with those problems, you know, for better or for worse. And it turns out when I share these stories on my courses, there's a lot of universality in the human experience. And regardless of our gender and regardless of our background, we all tell ourselves a lot of the same lies. So I want to today, I just want to talk about the lies that we tell ourselves about the audience. You know, whether it's five people in a room or or on a Zoom call, or 5,000 people in a conference auditorium. See, we treat our beliefs as facts. You know, we behave as if they're a true description of the world, when actually, most often, they're just, just crazy stuff we made up in our own minds. Max Planck, one of the, the fathers of quantum physics, he said, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. Let me say that again. You might want to put it on a post-it note and stick it on your bathroom mirror. When you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. So today, I want you to change the way you look at your audience when you're speaking or presenting. And here are the top three lies that we tell ourselves about the audience that undermine our confidence. We say that they're judging me or they think I'm boring or they don't agree with me. Well, today on Public Speaking Presenting Made Easy, we're going to demolish those lies. 
So pay attention, speaker. It's time to change your perspective. So line number one, they are judging me. You know what? It would be nice to be that important, perhaps. But honestly, your problem isn't what the audience is thinking about you. <laughs> it's more likely they're not thinking about you at all. Now, we are all the stars of our own soap operas. But the truth is people think about us way less, way less than we imagine. Now, in fact, as a speaker, your job is to work harder to, to get the audience to actually listen to your message and take action as a result. You know, they may or may not agree with your message. They may or may not be convinced by your argument. But rarely will they think about you after you've sat down. Line number two. Look at their faces. I'm boring. In any audience, okay, in any audience, you will usually find one or more what I call golden retrievers. You know, those happy dogs that look like they're smiling all the time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the golden retrievers in the room are the people who are going to smile and nod along with you, no matter how good or bad that you are. They're just going to smile encouragement at you. So focus on those golden retrievers, okay, and smile back at them. Ignore that lady in the front row who's got her eyes shut. It's not about you, okay. She's got a young baby at home, she's sleep deprived, and she's just sat down in a warm, dark room. Yeah. Beyonce and Tom Cruise could be on the stage and she would still be nodding off. It's not about you. Stop assuming that it is all the time. Many people me included, when they are thinking about something, we get this kind of vacant expression on our face. <laughs> it could easily be taken to look like boredom. It's not. It's just my listening face. Okay, I'm actually paying attention to you. My point is this. Don't accuse the audience of thinking or behaving in a way that you just made up in your own crazy head. Okay? It's not about you. Change your perspective of the audience and focus on giving them a great presentation full of valuable information. It's not about how they feel about you. It's how you make them feel about themselves. Line number three. Well, they don't agree with me. Well, let me let you into a little secret. Of course they don't. If the audience already knows and agrees with everything that you're saying, you're wasting their time. <laughs> but if you are sharing a new perspective, if you are teaching the audience, if you are guiding them along a path that they've never walked before, or in fact, maybe never even knew existed, then of course, by definition, they start off by not believing you because you're telling them something new, something which is forcing them to, to reevaluate their mental model of how the world works. You know, not agreeing with you is step one of the journey. Now, your job as a speaker is to influence them and, and educate them so that they take the next step and start to understand and accept and believe what you are saying. Now, this is why competence as a speaker is just as important as confidence when you speak. You know, confidence is how you feel and how it affects the audience's perception of you. But competence which is all about being a good speaker with a clear and courageous message. This is what influences the audience to actually take action, to change their beliefs and change their behaviour. Now, it is time to change your perspective 
and take control. Take control of your career, take control of your business, take control of your future. And learning how to stand up and speak with confidence and competence and clarity and courage will change your life. Yeah, I, I guarantee it. Now, I've got a fantastic resource to share with you that will help you do exactly that. Now, my online Speak With Confidence course is just had, I love this, I'm really excited about it, it's had a very significant upgrade. Now, I, I want my clients to receive the best value possible. So from now on, and in fact, all existing clients are going to have this benefit backdated into their account. My introductory level course, Speak With Confidence, it's now been upgraded. So actually, it includes the next level intermediate course as well, which is called Speak With Clarity. So these two courses were previously £197 each. But now when you enroll and Speak With Confidence, you also get Speak With Clarity as a free bonus, all for just one. £197. So you get the introductory course and the intermediate course in one bundle. So if you want to know more about that, just go to malmesreespeakers.com slash online and click on Speak with Confidence. You can learn more about how the course works, the, the personal video coaching that's included, the personal feedback I'm going to give you on all of your practical exercises. And it's one of those things that makes, I think, my online courses unique. It's not simply just watching videos. It's a real two-way engagement and personal attention from me to every single client. So make the most of this different and strange season. Okay, There's a different pace of life at the moment and you've got a window, I suspect, where you can work and invest in yourself. We can grow your confidence. So you can learn how to stand up and speak with confidence, be that in the boardroom, on a Zoom call, or maybe on the conference stage when those return. It will open up a whole new world of opportunities for you and your family. This has been Public Speaking Presenting Made Easy. I'm Mark Faithful from the Malmesbury Speakers Academy. So search Malmesbury Speakers on Facebook, on YouTube and on Instagram. You'll find me there and please leave a, co a comment with any questions or topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes. Until then, bye for now.